I'm Steve Lascalzo, and this is The Way. Welcome to the August 2023 This is The Way podcast Star Wars news update. The Ahsoka series theme music is now available to stream. I've been playing it often, and I saw it on Spotify, but I think YouTube is the better place, because you don't have any issues repeating it. Sometimes I find Spotify wants to force me, get force me to listen to songs like the one I really want. At any rate, the end credits music is now available, but I expect a volume one of tracks for the first season to become available sometime after part four drops on September 5th, and it'll probably come out later that week. A word about today's news update. Because of the striking actors and writers in Hollywood, there's very little news to speak of, so be prepared for a short podcast. (laughs) It is time to update you on Star Wars news since the last news update podcast. Ahsoka is here. The first two parts of the series started streaming on Disney Plus on August 22nd, 2023. The big surprise of the show is probably that Sabine is suddenly Force-sensitive. And folks, I've seen the videos in defense of that choice, and the, quote, evidence, end quote, is just not there. You can find reasons for anything, but Ezra, Kanan, and Ahsoka all would have mentioned it during Rebels. It's a retcon. But Filoni can do that, because he created the characters. There's no point in arguing because, as Hu Yang puts it, she's got the flimsiest connection to the Force that he's ever seen, and he's seen Padawans for centuries. Also, it doesn't matter. Because even if she had no connection, the Force is something that flows through all living things. And she could still train even if she has no ability or power or aptitude. For me personally, it's not that she is Force-sensitive, it's that Filoni introduced this off-screen in order to provide himself with an easier story beat. It works much worse than one would have had he introduced Sabine's Force sensitivity to us in the first two episodes, and then we could have seen that play out. One does not speak unless one knows. In other show news, the Los Angeles Times featured an article on August 18th by Michael Ordonia regarding Andor's visual effects. Hollywood certainly seems to be celebrating this show through professional praise and Emmy nominations, no matter what happened with the streaming numbers, but the summary of the article on StarWarsNews.net by Eric Lentz highlighted something much more interesting to me. VFX supervisor Scott Pritchard revealed there's an homage to New Hope, included in the final scene of the first season, from the article, where you see the little robots placing the product onto the surface of the Death Star. Right at the back of the shot, you see a wall, and the wall has these shapes on it, which are identical to the shapes of the trench run from A New Hope. It's a lovely detail that shows the kind of passion the industrial light and magic artists bring to their work. Once again, the Emmys ceremony is scheduled for September 18th, and it is nominated for some. The show is supposed to air on Fox, but that's less than three weeks away, and if the actors and writers are striking, 
Who's going to show up for the awards? Can you pick it on the red carpet? There's no other way. In early August, Disney had a third quarter earnings call, and in the 19-page presentation posted online at thewaltdisneycompany.com, the Skeleton Crew show is not listed as one of the key upcoming Disney Plus releases. It may not be an exhaustive list, but Skeleton Crew might also be in a spot where rewrites and reshoots may be needed, and if that's the case then you don't have writers writing and actors acting. The indication at Star Wars Celebration earlier this year was that the show would come out in late 2023, but even then, there was a sense that since principal photography wrapped up in January of this year, visual effects work might not be ready until January or even February 2024. Don't you ever want to do anything exciting? Gamers, the Star Wars Hunter's Arena-style video game is also facing a delay, if that's what indeed is happening to Skeleton Crew. Originally slated for 2021, the game was pushed back a year, and then again to this year, and now it seems Zynga needs another year, promising it in late 2024. There's already a companion book by Mark Oshiro available, It's been there since March, and it's on Amazon.com right now. The the book reveals a main character called Reeve, R-I-E-V-E, a force-sensitive orphan from Corellia. It reveals some other playable characters, and the setting of the arena on a planet called Vespara during the first few years after the Empire's fall after Return of the Jedi. One more note, I checked the Nintendo.com website, And it still says the game is going to release in 2023, so maybe they don't want to update the page yet, at least until they figure out how long this delay will be. Here are today's combatants. Star Wars Dark Forces is getting a remastered release. That game came out in 1995. It played like a Castle Wolfenstein 3D or Doom or Quake, and I believe that's the game that introduced Star Wars fans to Kyle Katarn. I could be wrong. And there's not a release date yet for the remaster, but it will probably be available soon on PS5, Xbox, and the Nintendo Switch. A little more news has been revealed about the upcoming Star Wars Outlaws game and main character Kay Vess. She's from Canto Bight, the casino planet, and her furry but axolotl-slash-pangolin-like companion is called Mercall Nix. She's also got a battle droid companion designated ND5. I could not find out if the speech pattern is like the prequel-era battle droids or not. These are dangerous times. At least, that's what I hear. Finally, in gaming news, there was a note very early in August about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Despite some problems during the PC launch of the game, it must have performed well enough on Xbox Series X and S and the PS5 to earn a port to some older consoles. It's not backward compatibility that I'm speaking of, but the devs will release the game specifically for PS4 and Xbox One. The newer consoles have been out a few years now, but I haven't heard of this happening too often where it gets released exclusively on the newer consoles and then gets a later release on the older ones. 
Maybe it is common, or maybe it's something only successful games see happening, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Kenner brings you 65 incredible Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Collectors, the red-garbed Praetorian Guard from the last couple episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3 are getting a 1-6 scale version from Hot Toys. It will not be a set of three of them, but each one purchased will have all three weapon accessories. So you could buy three and then set each of them up with the different weapon. But mercifully, you don't have to buy three versions if you just want one that you can customize for display. And there isn't much time left to back the HasLab series vintage collection, The Ghost. But according to the HasLab page, it has completed its target of 8,000 backers. There are several levels with the ghost ship and Hera seemingly at the lowest, but with more than 11,000 backers signed up now, the first unlock of an additional Ezra Bridger character figure is going to be included. There is a Kanan Jarrus figure that includes a second head for both a pre-Malachor and post-Malachor version, and that will unlock if the backer number reaches 14,000. The final level is a Garazeb Aurelios figure at 17,000 backers, but that number has to be reached before September 6th. How do you become one of these backers? Well, you visit the HasLab site for this ghost campaign and offer up about $500 of your hard-earned money. Just one more thing. And we've reached the Disney Parks news time. Ahsoka Tano can now be spotted in Batu. The Disney Plus series version of the character is meeting park goers at Galaxy's Edge, but so far, only at Disneyland. There's already footage of her available on Disney Vlogger and Disney News YouTube pages, and it's the Rosario Dawson portrayed character, but to me, Masked characters, aliens and droids, are the best options for these walking characters. It's one thing to bring an animated character to life, but the Ahsoka that I see in those videos? Eh. I think we can let him off with the warning this time. If you think I've missed something, or you disagree with me, send email to thisisthewaypodcast at gmail.com. How else can you interact, you ask? Well, all our links can be found in one place at... L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash This Is The Way Pod. If you visit our Linktree site, just know any reference to Twitter is still the same for our X handle, but I'm in no hurry to update, especially since most people are still calling it Twitter anyway. Thank you so much for joining me, your host, for This Is The Way Podcast's August 2023 news update. Our next podcast will be about Ahsoka Part 3. It streams tonight, Tuesday, August 29th, around 9 p.m. Eastern. But there's a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico. So there's going to be a delay if we lose internet or power, and we're hoping we don't. We're not in the direct path at this point on Tuesday. But the kids are home from school the next couple days, and my wife will be at the hospital as part of the A squad of nurses during this emergency. And though we don't live on the coast... We do live close enough for high surge to make things dangerous. I mean, <laughs> this is the way podcast headquarters is in 
Land O Lakes, Florida, after all. Pray for our safety and the safety of our neighbors and friends and family. You know, I have a grandmother and uncle that are staying in place. And also pray for the safety of our first responders. My wife, of course, but also my brother and sister-in-law. Until next time, I'm Steve Laskalza. May the Force be with you, always. Always.